sermon was live streamed from the Church of the Ascension in Knoxville, Tennessee. In the name of the one who both offers us holy seeds and nourishes them within us. Amen. Wayne Muller, in his book, Sabbath, Finding Rest, Renewal, and Delight in Our Busy Lives, tells a story about a nun at the Abbey of the Mississippi. Sister Gilchrist, as Mueller says, is bright and dynamic with a sharp mind and kind heart. All the nuns have duties, of course, and one of Sister Gilchrist is managing the land on which they keep a herd of cattle. One year, the sisters wanted to figure out how to manage the land better, so they sought consultation from people that knew permaculture better than they did. The advice they received was to give the cattle less room to roam and graze and therefore fertilize, which would give the rest of the land a chance to lie fallow. Over time, they moved the cattle from square to square, which allowed for all the land over time to be fertilized and all the land over time a chance to rest. Over the two years of utilizing this new method, Sister Gilchrist discovered that the land started producing new herbs and grasses all on its own accord. Seeds had been sown years ago, but were trodden over so frequently they never had a chance to spring forth. Not only were there miraculous new herbs and grasses, but the new vegetation was so nourishing to the cattle that they no longer had to supplement the cow's diet with corn. I've gone back to this story many times since I read it several years ago. It speaks to me not only of the need to draw boundaries around where to cultivate time, energy, and being, and where to lie fallow, it also speaks to what can spring forth on its own when given enough rest and proper fertilization. In the Gospel of Matthew today, we hear the parable of the sower. For most of my life, I thought of Jesus describing different people as he talked about all these different options for the seeds. Some people don't understand the word of God, and so the evil one keeps snatching away what has been sown in the heart. Some people receive the good news of the word of God with great and utter joy, only to have it fall away. A fair-weather friend to the gospel with no roots to keep it grounded and sustained. Some people get lost in the thorns because their preoccupation with the world and the lure of wealth choke the good news. And then there is this group of lucky people that just so happen to be good soil, and those lucky ducks hear the word and understand it. These people bear fruit and yield all kinds of good bounty. Over time, however, I have realized that I, that all of us, hold the potential for each of these scenarios, and there have likely been times in each of our lives when we have been the seeds in each of these situations. We've heard the wisdom of God and sown the seeds of God's wisdom on the path, on rocky ground, in the thorns, or in our good moments by the grace of God in good soil. Part of the good news of the gospel is that we have agency. We have choice as to whether we're going to cultivate understanding of the word. We have choices 
in making room for and nurturing the roots of wisdom so that we don't fall away. We have choices as to how much we get caught up in the cares of the world and the lure of wealth. And we have choices about planting God's wisdom within us in good soil. We can choose to hear the word of God, take in the wisdom God offers us, and use it to bear good fruit. And here's another piece of good news today. It doesn't matter how much we yield. Jesus is saying a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold, they're all good. The quantity of what we yield doesn't matter. What matters is the soil that it grows in. What matters is that we learn to cultivate good soil within ourselves so that by the grace of God, we can bear fruit and yield for God. So this begs a question, or at least a couple questions. How do we create good soil? And how do we know what we're called to yield? Well, first, good soil. Father Pat last week spoke vulnerably about the need for holy rest. The reality is that we're human and we get tired, not only physically, mentally, emotionally tired, our souls get tired. The pandemic has taken some of us to a whole new level of fatigue. And it's pretty common wisdom that it's impossible to bear good fruit in exhausted soil. We can easily beat up on ourselves for getting tired, telling ourselves that there's something wrong with us, that we can't keep up our normal stamina during anything but normal times. We can even feel selfish for taking time to rest. And yet, what if rest is one of the missing ingredients for creating good soil? What if all the weeks we bypass Sabbath, we're setting ourselves up for sowing seeds on the path, rocky ground, or in the thorns, as opposed to creating good soil. Another way we cultivate this good soil is by being community to each other, whether being in prayer and worship together through live stream, in person at Lakeshore Park, showing up to adult education offerings together by Zoom, and checking in on one another. Our spiritual journeys walk together in Christ, empower us to continue tilling good soil. In journeying together, we give each other witness, strength, grounding, a sense of belonging that all empowers us to continue both being good soil and yielding good bounty. We need not compare ourselves in the body of Christ. Who's yielding a hundredfold? Who's 60? Who's 30? It doesn't matter. Jesus says it's all good. Comparing works against us because it wastes energy, time, and consideration. God celebrates all kingdom yielding. Paul offers some good direction in the reading from Romans today. He shares that we are called to set our minds on the Spirit, who just so happens to dwell in us. The Spirit of God dwells in you, Paul says. He says to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. 
Oh, let's take that in. Paul says to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Frankly, Paul gets a little too dualistic for me here, pitting the flesh and the spirit against one another. Because I happen to believe God gave us flesh, made us with bodies for a reason, a good reason. That is for another sermon. But all to say for this sermon that we can take Paul's cue to think about the flesh as somewhat similar to how Jesus is talking about the seeds falling on the thorns and choked by the cares of the world and the lure of wealth. When we set our minds solely on the cares of the world and the lure of wealth, we can find our flesh in real danger. Whereas if we take a more balanced approach, allowing ourselves to deal with reality on reality's terms here on earth, in the world, while leveled with the dwelling of the Holy Spirit within us, well, then we have a real chance of tilling some soil that may in fact be good. Most of us could benefit from balancing things in our lives by spending more time with this indwelling of the Holy Spirit that Paul refers to. This is something we're cultivating in our adult Christian formation offering right now, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and us. What would it be like each day or most days to create room to be with the Holy Spirit whose presence is as close as your next breath, who resides within your very own soul? No travel time required to make a meaningful connection and spend time with the Holy Spirit. Rather, it's a mere turning towards what is already here, what is already within us. It is my experience and the experience of many others that the more we create time and space to turn towards the breath of God, the giver of life, the divine presence of the Spirit who dwells within us, the more balanced and aligned we experience ourselves, our lives. And there's an intuitive knowing on what it is we are to yield for God. After all, it is the Spirit who guides us into all truth. So it's by the power of the Spirit that we are enlightened to understand the Word of God. It's by the power of the Spirit that we lay down roots and don't fall away from God and God's ways. No longer a fair-weather friend. We are always a friend. It is by the Spirit that we do not get lost and choked by the cares of the world and lures of wealth. And it's by regularly dwelling in and with the Spirit that we nurture good soil and yield whatever it is that God asks us to yield. It's in this dwelling with the Holy Spirit that we come to know what it is that we are to yield where we are to place our precious God-given energy in the world to make a difference. And who knows, maybe with enough time with the Spirit, there may be some miraculous sprouting forth of seeds you'd forgotten you and God planted together long ago. Amen. You can find meditations also um, on my website, at uh, carolinevogel.com backslash meditations to help you ground in the Holy Spirit, 
to spend time in her presence. And there's also a meditation to feel, to feel the experience of being filled up by the Spirit. And then on your exhale, settling into the presence of the Spirit. So wherever you are in spending time with this gracious and life-giving part of the Trinity that moves and has its being even in the world, even now, blessings. Blessings on wherever you are and however much time you're cultivating to spend time with the Spirit. May you find that you are indeed cultivating good soil, And may you have a deep and abiding sense of knowing by the grace of the Holy Spirit what it is God calls you to yield. May you have boundaries to let go and allow the rest of the fields around you to lie fallow 